0: Water is fundamental to human development, from drinking water and sanitation to agriculture and more. You listen to Water Stories, a podcast series where you will learn everything about securing water, energy and food security for all of us. Hello everyone, I'm Juan Carlos Giraldo and welcome to Water Stories, where you will learn topics related to water management from the Stockholm Environment Institute experts here in the U.S. My co-host for this episode is Vishal Meta. Vishal is an environmental scientist with more than 15 years of experience in water resource research, forest conservation, and sustainable development. He's based in Davis, California, and works at the Stockholm Environment Institute. Hello, Vishal. How are you? And welcome to Water Stories. I'm so happy to
1: have you today as a co-host. I'm good, JC. Thank you, JC. It's my pleasure. And likewise, I'm glad to be here.
0: Likewise. Vishal, we will discuss in this episode interesting and challenging topics related to water management. Pretty much in California, Stockholm Environment Institute, know how to do it.
1: Yes, you know, JC, California has one of the most complex water management systems in the world and is increasingly facing climate change and many other challenges. We have had several continuous droughts, for example, in recent decades, and you must have heard about the massive fires this year and last year. Mm -hmm. Today we have two guests, my colleagues, Brian Joyce and Chuck Young. They've worked on many different aspects of California's water management for 20 years. So they're joining us today to tell us more about this topic.
0: Brian, Chuck, uh, how are you guys today? And we are so glad to have you today as a guest. How are you, Brian?
2: Very good. It's nice to be here. Chuck. Yeah, very good. Thanks for having me.
0: As Vishal mentioned, California probably is one of the regions around the world, at least in the United States, with enormous water supply issues, right? I would like to start this conversation by asking you, good water management plays an essential role for millions of people and farmlands in the U.S., Let's talk about California. California State Water Resources Control Board was charged with creating a plan to balance both society and ecosystems. How does Stockholm Environment Institute help in this plan? Can you guys elaborate a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So for starters, the California State Water Resources Control Board is the public agency that's responsible for balancing the competing needs for water within California. And we've been working with them for over six years now. Mostly we create computer programs or computer models that can be used to compare the supplies of water and the demands for water. And supplies are things like, you know, you have rainfall occurring over California and you'll have what we call runoff, which works its way into streams. We have snow and snow melt and In California, of course, we get most of our precipitation during the winter months, so that water needs to be stored in reservoirs so that it's available uh, during the warm summer months. And then we also have groundwater, which is a supply of water that can be used as well. Then demands include things like uh, irrigation, of course. California's agricultural industry is very important to the U.S. food supply. Uh, There are demands for cities and towns, for residential uses, and also for businesses. And of course, there's water that's needed for the environment to protect uh, the aquatic species that rely on water within the rivers and streams. So these computer programs that we design take all that information and basically step through time and compare supplies and demands and can help the users determine when and where shortages may occur. And so the State Water Resources Control Board is using these computer programs to weigh the trade-offs between keeping water in streams for ecosystem needs and meeting the other uses of water, such as irrigation and supplies for cities and towns.
1: Chuck, you were talking about the different uh, uses and users of water, and I know that you work a lot In the realm of water rights in California, I was wondering if you could uh, tell our listeners a little more about California's water rights system and also about how they are affected by climate variability and climate change.
2: Yeah, so California's water rights uh, really first were developed back in the 1800s as settlers and miners were entering the state. The first step was to work on surface water rights. So that's water that occurs in streams and rivers and comes out of springs. And the rule was if you owned land that had a stream on it or some source of surface water, you could utilize that water. And that's called a riparian right. Beyond that, a system that the miners started developing for uses that were away from the streams was first in time, first in right. So that basically meant the first person who declared that they needed to take water from a stream for a certain use, they had the most senior right. And then all rights come after that. So the more recent your right was declared, the lower down you are in the priority list when it comes to a shortage. Another key part of this is that the state requires all waters be put to a beneficial use. So you can't just waste it. Uh, it needs to be used for some you know economical or ecosystem use, for instance. and uh, recently, in the past couple of decades, there's been uh, a real recognition that the use of water in stream for protecting our ecosystems is very important, and that has uh, received more attention in the recent decades. Finally, in groundwater. Uh, much less regulation in groundwater until recently basically the rule kind of was if you had if you owned land then you were allowed to use the water that occurred underground on that land with uh, not a lot of restriction
0: chuck following the Vishal question speaking about climate change and all these uh, situation that we are having right now in the planet there is a term that always is related to climate change or global warming or the weather itself, and it's about sustainability. We know that sustainable water systems should provide the right water, quantity of water, and the most important, the quality of water. So speaking about that, I would like to ask uh, to Brian if he can share with us about sustainability and water, and what is groundwater, and why it's so important in this time in California?
3: Yeah, sure. Thanks for the question. Um well groundwater is um it is a large Part of the, the overall water picture for California, uh, groundwater is, it, it represents about 40% of the total water um, usage in any given year, and that can go up to about 60% in dry years. About um, 85% or so of all people living in California receive some part of their, their water supply from, from groundwater the water resources that are encompassed within the, the groundwater represents about 3 times or so the amount of water that is stored in in surface water reservoirs so it is it's a critical piece of the overall picture and as as Chuck mentioned you know it's been largely unregulated up until the passage of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, or as it's better known, SIGMA, which was back in 2014. And uh, leading up to that, for several decades, there's been a serious problem with overdraft or overpumping of the the groundwater basins. And in fact, there are 21 groundwater basins throughout California that have been identified as critically overdrafted aquifers and those are largely in the, the San Joaquin and uh, Tulare Basin so the southern part of the Central Valley which is very intensely cropped or you know irrigated significance of that is that with that overdraft there's there's been there's several things that that have occurred there's a significant land subsidence over past 100 years, the elevation of the land service has actually decreased in some places by dozens of feet, several meters, and that that has significant impacts on infrastructure, the roads and bridges and so forth. So there's a significant cost there. Also, equally important is that it has led to many ground or private wells going dry. And in fact, in this last drought that we experienced in California, about thirty five hundred domestic wells went dry. Um, so this so Sigma represents a significant effort to reverse hopefully, some of those trends, certainly to stabilize uh, groundwater levels and storage in some places, and hopefully, as I mentioned, to reverse that by better coordination of aquifer recharge and um, more closely monitoring the pumping and um, and use of, of those resources.
1: Thanks, Brian. Uh, you've just told us uh, in some detail about a striking feature of uh, water use in California being how dependent we are on groundwater. At the same time, I was thinking to myself how invisible a resource it usually is. I was just wondering, can we move back to water above the ground, surface water in rivers and dams? I've been thinking about how California has so many dams, like more than 1,500 dams. Brian, can you tell us about the role and the importance of dams in California? In its uh, history of development and also for its future, about its future, do you think there is still a movement to create more dams or demand for it? Uh, where do we stand on that?
3: I think that there is, yeah. I mean, the there was a pretty intense period of development for dams uh, back in the 50s, the 40s, 50s, 60s, that period, for a variety of reasons, for water supply, for municipalities and, and agriculture and to protect against flooding as well as for hydropower generation and and recreation. So really several uses for these dams. Because the majority of the rainfall f- occurs from October to, to March or April, there's a real need to have that storage to regulate the release of that water to meet water uh, demands for for agriculture and for for domestic supplies and for environmental purposes as well throughout the year and considering the future and climate change and the vulnerability of sustainability of groundwater resources, I think it's critical that we find ways to better manage the surface water resources. So climate change poses a threat or a risk simultaneously for storing water for droughts, uh, to manage uh, flood risk, and uh, for to protect for ecosystems. So I think there's a real need to pr- prioritize how we operate the existing infrastructure and enhanced infrastructure so that we repair dams where they're needed and improve the integration of operations to provide more flexibility in how water is moved throughout the system to meet all of these competing demands. And then as for uh, how the linkage to, to groundwater management, I think there is also a need to operate these surface water supplies to promote better more strategic uh, recharging of groundwater uh, systems as well. So as, as we augment that, that groundwater system, it will simultaneously relieve the, the pressure that's experienced on the surface water.
1: Yeah, thanks Brian. I was also thinking about something I've been reading recently about how some dams are actually also being taken down to restore and recover salmon habitat and livelihoods that depend on it. So that's also a part of the story that you described so well.
3: Yeah, I'm not familiar with uh, so many of much of that happening within California, but uh, that's certainly a trend that we see in other parts of the the country to various degrees of success. So hopefully that you know we can see a recovery of salmon habitat and, and salmon runs in California.
1: So I guess uh, I'm really happy that you two could join us and I was wondering uh, I know we've published your work in different places. I wonder if you can share to our listeners where can people get more information about these topics that uh, we've talked about? Where should they go to find them?
2: I find two great sources with are the uh, California Water Education Foundation. They have a nice web page and they create a lot of information about California water and the uh, Water Policy Center at the Public Policy Institute of California. They also have a lot of great resources and articles about water issues.
3: Yeah, and a good compilation of news items related to water in California is Maven's Notebook. I think that is kind of the go-to for a lot of water practitioners throughout California.
0: Thank you, Shack. Thank you, Brian. Michelle, is there anything that you would like to add to this conversation? Or maybe you can add, I don't know, as you are a scientist, maybe how the society is perceiving this progress. Anything that you would like to add? Feel free.
1: Yeah, Jesse, uh, I just want to say that uh, we at SCI we work in many countries. And what I've learned is that California's water story is an important one for both Californians as well as people outside California who are interested in water management really anywhere. Thanks for making this conversation happen, JC, and for and to Chuck and Brian.
0: Thank you so much, Bichal. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you so much, Chuck, for all this information.
3: Great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening Water Stories. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next episode.